1: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Perimenopause Power. How are you today, Nat? I'm going really good. Excellent. Well, we are delighted to have Jeannie McClymont on the podcast today from Good Mix Foods, and Jeannie is the founder of health food company Good Mix. Jeannie is a naturopath turned food manufacturer with years of experiencing helping helping women to feel better using mainly food and lifestyle modifications. She's 42 and is just entering the perimenopause realm herself, so we'll be sharing some naturopathic gems she's currently using to help those without a health background navigate through. Welcome, Jeannie, and we're so excited to have you
2: on today. Thanks so much, Lisa, and that's great to be here.
0: Yes, no, thrilled. And as I said, we were chatting before we started recording that it's so nice to put a face to the name of these beautiful products that I've been using for um, yeah quite a few years now, courtesy of Lisa.
1: <laughs> yes, they are beautiful and actually probably leads us right nicely into the first question that I have here. So, Jeannie, I met you a number of years ago. I think it was probably around 2015 at a farmer's market in Broadbeach and uh, in Queensland and was super impressed with your business, Good Mix, and the products you were formulating, so much so that I've been eating your Blend 11 and drinking your greens powder product ever since and selling it ever since. So I'd love for you to share um, with our listeners about who you are and the amazing business that you've created.
2: Okay, so got it. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't remember the exact moment we met because I've met lots of people at markets yeah, over the years. Yeah, Tra- tragically doing markets every weekend for the last 10 years. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I was a naturopath working in health food and pharmacy for years and I had young children at the time that Good Mix kind of was developed and I just was feeling like I was spending a lot of my time, you know, in the kitchen making food from scratch because I wasn't, you know, happy with what was available and just trying to get as many super nutritious functional ingredients into myself and the kids as possible. And, yeah, we had a spare bulk food bin come up in the health food store and I was like, right, this is my chance to make the Mm -hmm. healthiest possible breakfast blend I can, everything in it, all the good stuff, none of the bad. So that's what I did. I just made a brekkie blend and it kind of – really developed from there my partner Brad was the entrepreneur behind launching the actual business so I would have been happy just probably selling it in the health food store for years but um, he had the entrepreneurial idea let's just turn it into a business and yeah I guess so I just would create food products that I would be wanting to use myself to make my life easier and healthier and yeah we just figured out how we could um, turn those into something that people could buy off-shelf that would also hopefully make their lives healthier and easier. Mm. Mm. I
1: love that. Yeah, is Isn't it the way that a lot of businesses always get started?
2: Accidentally, completely.
0: (laughs) Especially women. Like we we speak with a lot of other women who are in business and it's the same thing. You know, they've had their own problem or their own challenge and rather than trying to just turn to what's there, they're like, no, you know what, I'm going to change the world and I'm going to create it myself or make it myself and we just get in there and get it done, don't we?
2: Yeah. Give birth to it. (laughs) Let's
0: let's do this. (laughs) I know. And it always, I think like it definitely intersected for me when my daughter was really young and it's just like, you know, okay, I'm not having any more kids, but I'm going to birth businesses. You know, it's like, how much could I fit into uh, my day? But we're just. I think it's just that passion just keeps shining through doesn't it, it keeps us going uh,
1: yep that's it yep. so yeah, you would have don't... four kids by now then Nat yeah. you've done three businesses <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> done A few iterations before getting to uh, to this one but it's all trial and error right that's right that's right yes. and and
1: what made you want to go become a
0: naturopath
2: oh most, well, most most naturopaths I remember when you know in the first kind of meet and greet class you go around the room the teacher sort of says oh what made you want to be the naturopath and 80 90 percent of the people in the room it was either through their own health issues or someone in their family had health issues and I was kind of both I grew up um my mum had chronic fatigue syndrome which back in those days there was nothing really that doctors you know was like it's all in your head kind of thing and so she ended up seeing a naturopath and was helped with that and I was always sick as a child and a teenager with um you know just I guess lots of ear infections, chest infections. I had my gallbladder removed at 14 because I had gallstones. I had all kinds of stuff wrong with me, bowel problems. I had heaps of of issues and then ended up seeing a naturopath. And I was just like, oh, my God, this makes so much more sense than Mm. what I had previously experienced with just constant causes of antibiotics and pills that weren't addressing the cause. So, yeah, I was like, wow, this is fascinating. I'm in. Let me study this. So I studied straight out of high school. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Mm, that's great. Yeah. So, Jeannie, you recently wrote about menopause, moving on to the menopause, obviously, yeah. in your late, latest blog and noted how your own personal awareness around coming into perimenopause is really strong now. It'd be great if you could share with us um, how you are navigating perimenopause and what's your perimenopause story so far.
2: Okay. So I probably started last year early last year I was like oh this is weird I've got vaginal thrush I haven't had this for a really long time since I was you know sort of oh you know pregnancy I might have had a bit and then other than that during my you know younger years pre-pregnancy and teen years i had heaps of antibiotics as a child and first period I think I got thrushes which was great fun (laughs) anyway so I had had issues with it previously but nothing for a long time and I thought "Oh, that's weird the first month and then it just recurred for like five months at the exact same time in a row. And I was like, oh, this is hormonal. This has nothing to do with what I'm eating or anything else because everything was normal. I wasn't eating extra sugar or anything like that. I hadn't had any antibiotics. So I was like, this has got to be hormonal. I'm in that age group. And yeah, I think um, probably what was happening is um, you can have the, the anovulatory cycle where you don't, ovulate every time and if you don't ovulate you don't get that progesterone so you still have that high estrogen and then you can have those um yeah that changes the um the microbiome in the vagina and you get all these different different yeah so something was different and I was like okay let's see what we need to do here so yeah I got in touch with um one of my um old lecturers who I see you know periodically when I'm a bit out of whack and yep. it's like I need to get into some looking after myself because I'm entering into this phase which I've heard so many horror stories about from so many women just and I'm not I'm kind of like oh I'm not looking forward to that because I often hear from people who are just exasperated going oh my god I didn't know this was going to happen this is mm. all these symptoms that I'm dealing with and I'm like okay I need to be prepared let's get onto this and and um, make sure that I can have a smoother transitional period as I can so um, I jumped onto. Taking taking zinc, um, which you know so many of us are deficient in, and zinc's really important for um, maintaining that integrity of our all of our mucous membranes. So really good for gut, obviously, but as well that whole vaginal health as well. Yeah. Um, I started taking just general, general, I guess, antioxidant anti-inflammatory support, which I was taking post-COVID anyway, just to improve that whole. Mm. Um, yeah recovery i guess so that actually that came in later because covid was afterwards but yeah i started taking the antioxidants like resveratrol and um astaxanthin just for general support um what else am i taking the greens and aloe i'm not gonna always take that anyway but just was like okay i'm gonna be a bit more regular with this um some activated bees, just, just, I'm not usually a supplement person. I don't normally take a lot of supplements. And so I was yeah. like, right, this is my time. I need to extra nourish and support and be a little bit more diligent with my trying to get to bed on time and get plenty of sleep meditation, make that a thing that I do religiously and yeah, just controlling sort of managing stress levels, getting plenty of sleep. So supporting, supporting the nervous system, which is super important with all the hormonal fluctuations. Yeah. Um, Gut, liver, drinking less. You know, drinking is not a good thing when you're going through that whole perimenopausal period. And I mean, I'm not a big drinker anyway these days, but you know, yeah. it's like but you it's don't a, need
1: much, right? You don't need much yeah. from a drink point of view. Yeah, and you, but, once yeah. you start to enter, and that's what I found myself
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. to
1: really set you off. So, like, yeah. you know, I myself won't drink, I rarely drink red wine. A few weeks ago, I drank a glass and a half of champagne. Oh, my God, it set me off the next day, something chronic, and I've I've sworn myself off it for good. Um, (laughs) I hadn't had a glass for ages. But it's amazing how many women that you hear that say, I just can't drink like I used to. Not that they were drinking copious amounts, but it's definitely having a really big effect on them, isn't it?
2: yeah i think i think a lot of that is to do with the relationship between histamine and estrogen i think yep. that's a big thing, especially with the red wine and and beer in particular
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah that reactivity
1: i do um, love that you ticked off a lot of lifestyle things that nat mm-hmm. and i talk about there in, in your response which is oh so important right
2: muscle building muscle building is just a big thing i think just build it before you get to that point where it becomes very difficult to build it and before you get to that you know to help prevent that whole insulin resistant yeah. kind of picture, which come or well, tends to come on frequently after. Um after the estrogen drops. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. No, I've, I've just joined Pilates, doing regular Pilates, yes. which is um very good for muscle building. So yeah, Absolutely. That's kind
1: of love it. Mm. Love it. Big love it myself too. And Nat's a yoga teacher. So obviously there's a lot of strength building with what she does as well. And oh, definitely. It really, and you can combine it with so many different types of movement, can't you? It doesn't have to be the one thing. So
2: Yeah. Well, yoga is so good for um that whole. Not yeah. only for the physical, but it's great because it will tick the box for the um the mental, emotional, yeah, spiritual, yeah. like that mental. whole. It's like a moving meditation, so that's mm-hmm. amazing for mm-hmm. um anyone that wants to manage their stress better, but also build that muscle and you know, yeah
0: yeah. No beautiful tips and I have to say so I'm 40 and uh, I've shared many times that I'm not perimenopausal and the reason I do share that is because I get asked very often why am I in here talking about perimenopause and I mean you touched on it yourself that it's like well I want to support myself so I can have a smoother transition because obviously as you get closer to that one day of um, menopause the symptoms do become a lot stronger. And so, you know, you just, you're an advocate for sort of my message that, you know, the more we know about our body, the more that we recognise the changes. And, you know, you were right on to the changes. You know, it might take you a month or two to say, hang on, what's going on here? Yeah, but not years. But no, that's yeah. right. You recognise it straight away. Yeah. And that's, that's a really big part of our message.
2: Mm. Yeah, huge. It's like, I mean, if you were going into... You know, having your first baby, you're going to read up of, on birth just to figure out, okay, how do I navigate this process? It's a, it's the same sort of thing, but it's yeah. like a less less intense, more long drawn out kind of change that you've got to mm. go through. So yeah, yeah, yeah and information and, and, is power.
1: Absolutely, and we often find, you know, me putting my food hat on, is that a lot of women coming into this period of their life actually quite nutrition defi- nutrient deficient. Yeah. So, you know, you need those nutrients obviously to support you in all the different lifestyle things that you're doing. So, you know, having an understanding and tweaking the types of foods that you're eating or introducing ones that you sort of thought oh, I know I should be having them but I haven't included them, it's a really good time to start thinking about that as well.
2: Yeah, it's like it's, it's time to get serious with your own health because mm. if that transitional window, if you, if you make an effort and, you know, be really diligent looking after yourself, um, it can really pay dividends later on because it's yeah. like a it's a window where you can either I guess change things for the better or become quite destabilized and yeah, yeah lots of things can kind of go wrong if you're not really yeah. looking yeah. after yourself.
0: Important message and also too you know part of what we want to share as well is that perimenopause menopause isn't that gray haired older yeah. haggard woman you know we're we've always been shown images haven't we of someone yeah, yeah. being so much older and it's not you know like it's i'm i'm obviously a lot closer to perimenopause and i am away from it and and you being 42 you know and even Lisa 52 you know like it's not it's not
1: we're not this um yeah old old haggard no, Andy, yeah. no that's it and and a lot of um you know the those hormone changes can start, you know, in your mid-30s. You yeah. know, that that subtle, those subtle differences that we don't really put down to that, you know, that hormones, it's starting to change. It's quite normal for a lot of women um, as well. So, you know, it's just, it, it happens so much earlier than what we think it does.
2: Yeah, definitely. And if, I, I guess there's always been a lot of talk about menopause, but I think perimenopause is only just sort of becoming... Yes. Widely talked about in the last sort of few years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of women sort of think, oh, you know, I mean, they think it just happens, but, you know, like it, yeah. it doesn't just happen. And so it's, it's that education around, well, you know, it's actually the perimenopause that you you probably know, um, you know that yeah, you've got yeah. to experience, you know, before, you know, that menopause. So, but they just say menopause and encompasses everything. So, you know, there's a bit of confusion out there too, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I understand when Lisa approached you about coming onto our podcast that you had a bit of a chat about menopause and you actually noted, you know, that menopause is a topic that needs so much more awareness and understanding and, you know, I'd hate to find myself in the thick of it with no health background and, you know, we always just sort of are so grateful that we have got those, you know, that that learning and those personal toolkits to support us And but there's lots of women who don't. And we've spoken obviously a lot around you know naturopathy, nutrition, yoga, etc. And we love that you are um, you know your um, how you're approaching it is very much inclusive inclusive, inclusive of that. Um, what would you say are some of your biggest three tips for women listening in around how to manage um, and support themselves during perimenopause?
2: Well, I think for every every health issue, I think um, stress management and nervous system support. That's I guess, in our modern world, the way women, you know, the way we are today, that's huge for, you know, transitional periods like perimenopause, menopause, but like every illness, you know, your stress and your ability to manage that, that can often be the difference between sailing through or not. So I think that's got to be number one. So that's your yoga, your meditation, your taking time out for yourself, um, your exercise. Like that ties into the next one, which I would say is, getting your exercise right for you because if you don't if you come into this perimenopausal phase already a little bit insulin resistant prone to that abdominal fat not enough muscle all that sort of thing chances are you're going to go down that path with the um you know it starts with the abdominal fat then it's the whole cardiovascular the diabetes all that stuff can come into your picture pretty quickly Mm. so you know you don't just think oh it's not going to happen to me it's like yeah this happens to a huge percentage of of women um, in that age group so do whatever you can to um ensure that you've got great um great muscle muscle tone and something that you love doing that's going to keep your muscles really strong and yoga is amazing for that because not only you know as you're getting older i think yoga is great because it helps you so much with um the mental, the emotional side of things and also the balance and the mobility, which is massive for um, um, as we get older because, you know, those can be big problems for us as we age, um, not not being not being strong enough and not having all those little tiny, tiny muscles and connective tissue strong enough and, and the balance is a huge factor. So, a great habit to get into that can carry you right through and you can do yoga till, you know, till you die basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and anywhere too anywhere yeah there's so much that can be um yeah so huge fan of um yoga for that and just definitely yeah so definitely the um the getting getting the muscles the muscles right which will help you with your bone strength as well that resistance training um and the insulin side of things and and just knowing hey this is just a transitional period not thinking about it as like this is a disease process this is natural this is normal this is what's this is coming for all of us and Don't sort of fight against it, just support and nurture yourself through it and and know that, you know, everyone's different. You may have no symptoms, you may have nothing too strong or you might have, you know, some really tough stuff to deal with and you just got to support yourself through it and get get a mentor, educate yourself. So whether that's a... You know, someone that you see regularly who can be your, you know, practitioner coach. I think that's really important to have someone that you can check in with and say, "Hey, this is what's going on. What can you recommend? Get someone to help you." I do that. You know, I'm a naturopath and I don't <laughs> don't rely on myself to be my own practitioner. Um, so yeah, to have someone to check in with regularly um, and to read. You know, if you're a reader or a listener to podcasts or information get the information so that you know what you're dealing with don't go in blind because if you go in blind then there's going to be lots of shocks along the way be prepared
1: yeah,
2: yeah. gee ticks a lot of our boxes mm. again
0: it does definitely it is it's that education it's that support it's that preparation and you know really just being in the know because we're all going to go through it it's something that's all of us will experience Every, each of us will have our own experience but you know i guess We can also have comfort knowing that we're all going to go through it and, you know, I guess you can just reflect back on when we have kids, you know, we're Mm. put into mother's groups and really nurtured and and supported and it's the same with perimenopause and and significant life stages that we need to really bandy around together and have that support definitely.
1: I think the annoying thing too is the media made it such a scary thing to approach. And I, I think part of what we're doing, what you're doing is is around flipping that on its head and picking up the bit that you just mentioned about, you know we're all going to go through. It. it's a stage that we're going to go through. so you've got to embrace it and we talk a lot um, around the mindset um, of embracing it as well and you know kicking those ideals out out. And actually I saw something come up today um, from Vogue magazine actually um, around you know people starting to talk about it more, which is great. Um, But it it is that education, most definitely. So Jeannie, this podcast is all about power and finding, nurturing and using uh, your personal power or our personal power as we transition through perimenopause and beyond. How does coming into your own power mean to you and how has it defined your own perimenopause journey?
2: Well, I guess for me that it's kind of lined up with um, my kids becoming Independent, they're almost twenty and just turned seventeen, and you know they kind of I was like they don't need me anymore. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, I just feel that huge sense of oh wow relief. Like um, my job is kind of you know not completely done there, but I feel like oh this 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 new sense of um, of freedom and yeah, I guess uh, a, a relaxation of that mothering responsibility, which has been obviously the huge focus from you know for the last twenty years. So it's, it's like a, a bit of a period of, oh, wow, I've got some extra space in my life to um, decide what, what to do with. So, you know, that's obviously for me because of my kids being at that age, that's not going to be true for everyone in perimenopause because some of them still have lots of, you know, young children at that age, which yeah. is um, I can imagine, you know, that would be a little bit more, um, more of a challenge to be, to be handling the young kids' Through that transitional period, um, yeah, it's it's I guess just that opening up of of um, possibilities. Yeah, yeah it's like, possibilities it's like you can re- reinvent yourself. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. You know, trying to go all right, let's reassess and go. Hmm. Okay, what what's for me now? And just um, and realizing, yeah, you need to take time out for yourself and support yourself through it. So, mm. yeah, doing things that fill fill my cup. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so mm-hmm. good. And
1: and you know, I suppose it's good to point out that even those with younger children, even though they may not have you know those new possibilities ahead with a little bit of extra time on their hand, I suppose it's really important to make sure that they they are putting some self care somewhere in their diaries every day. And as yeah. you know, whether it be five minutes of breathing or meditation or you know what works for them because we tend to be so good about putting all our work meetings in the diary and um, making sure we get those ticked off but we don't put anything in the diary around the self-care no matter where you are at life in life so Yeah. yeah it's a really good um really good um suggestion and feedback So that brings us to the end of the podcast, Um, Jeannie. Where can uh, women connect with you and learn more about you and Goodmix?
2: So, yeah, we've got a website, which is just www.goodmix.com.au. I have a a regular blog, which I write on different health topics there. Um, Yeah, you can always email me, Jeannie, at goodmix.com.au. I don't sort of do consults but I'm happy to always answer questions just random you know if you want a naturopathic opinion I'm always happy to give one yeah. um and we're situated in Burley Heads on the Gold Coast we do lots of farmers markets from oh, at the moment Noosa down to Byron's so if ever you're at one of those markets and you see a giant best poos ever flag flying yeah. that will be awesome I'll for a chat because um, we've got some yeah some good health food products which are super useful for the perimenopausal period. Yeah, they are. They're
1: really beautiful. And and I love that they're so easily transportable. So, you know, Nat and I have been, you know, whenever we go travelling, it always gets uh, tucked into, well, for me, into the camper kitchen and for Nat into a suitcase. So um, always, (laughs) always handy. And the green, it's really funny because the green powder, I tell the story, Jeannie, how you used to call it pond water and how you used to market it as it tastes yeah. terrible and it still tastes <laughs> terrible even with the new name. But I've yeah. I've learnt to actually, my body, I get up every morning and my body says that's how I need you to start the day. So to that I add some lemon juice and my water and a bit of vitamin C powder and I woof it down quite nicely. And I've even got my almost 17-year-old son um, he has it as as well gives me the terrible face but um actually it has been instrumental in clearing up your skin so awesome.
2: thank you so yeah. much <laughs> wow awesome nice so, so nice to hear
0: <laughs> and we're a very proud excited uh, stockist of good mix we too. are so we, right. um, we we talk about your products all the time and um and anyone who's local to melbourne and wants to order you, you, they can yeah connect with us as well on our website too so beautiful Yes, thank you so much. It was just such a really um, honest, raw conversation and uh, really just nice to hear your own personal experience and and where you're
2: at. I'm just at the start, so it could get interesting. (laughs) (laughs)
0: We'll have to uh, connect again maybe a year's time. See where you're at there. Awesome. Fantastic.
2: Sounds great. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Jeannie. See ya.